Let's go talk about Michigan State. 27 points are getting at home against Ohio State. Graham Couch, opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal, co-host of Couch and the Rube podcast. Download it where you download podcasts. Uh, before we get into the game, Graham, I want to get your thoughts on Jordan Poole, Draymond Green. And you know Draymond well from covering Michigan State. And if you've seen the video, which I assume you have today. Yeah, uh, I have. And then let me ask you this. Who would you rather be right now? Uh, on the other end of that is Jordan Poole or Michigan State's defense this Saturday? <laughs> I think I'd sign up to be Jordan Poole, to be honest. Yeah, you um, know, yeah, I mean, I, I think Ohio State's going to be in the 50s on them easily on Michigan State tomorrow. We'll get to that. But, you know, the Draymond situation with, with the video out there, when there was no video, and I had Scoop Jackson from ESPN Chicago on Great NBA Insider, and he thought, hey, man, they'll get past it because there's no video. That's what he said and talked about. And now there is video. And it has over 13 million views last time I checked. So the, the, the one thing I think that helps in this situation, and we'll see, um, but, I mean, Draymond, nobody does media better than Draymond. has his own podcast. Like, he'll get out in front of this. He'll say the right things um, if it can be smoothed over with Jordan Poole. And I think it would be wise for Poole's career if he can, can stomach it. And I don't know how he – actually feel to try to do so because I, I don't right. think they'll trade I don't think they'll trade Draymond Green and if you know and but it, the other thing is you know the best thing you can do I think if you're those two guys and you can put this aside I mean that has to be the first thing and get over it is to sort of almost make fun of it to almost I mean not not for pool to like you know almost in, in you know just be self-deprecating about it and try not to um let that be the, the, you know, get ahead of the jokes, so to speak. And I think Draymond will do a decent job, certainly, in Did we lose? Did, did Graham just get on a plane? Uh, Roger, five. Uh, this is uh, flight two five. Graham Couch, could you sit down or ready to take off from Lansing International? Graham? Say that again. Yep. <laughs> you sounded, it sounded like a plane was getting ready to take off. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> no. So, you know, uh, back to Jordan and, and Draymond. If Jordan Poole can get over it, I said it the minute the video came out. This is all on Jordan Poole. If he can get over it, uh, it'll be smoothed out. Draymond will put him on his podcast, apologize, he'll laugh, joke, like you said. But if Jordan Poole can't get over this because now everybody's seen you get just rocked by Draymond, then his agent will go to the Warriors and say, "Look, you got to trade him. You got to get rid of him, or not rid of him, but you got to. You got to. He can't be in that environment. He wants to go, right? Yeah, it'll be interesting if, if if that's not something that Jordan Poole can get past. Then it gets interesting, right? That, that's, that's the whole really point. The that, that's the thing to watch. Yep, that's it. That's really where this story goes from here. But now, because the video's out there, does the NBA have to step in and? Suspend Draymond for ten games to make a point, and I don't know. Hey, there's a the, the video changed the game. No video. Yeah. Hey, it's behind closed doors. We're going to work it out. Video now, uh, it it creates a whole different level of I think punishment for it if there is. Video a, always changes it. They yep. do. All right. Well, uh, speaking of video, we're going to watch Michigan State, Ohio State tomorrow. I had Comp on from SmartMeg.com yesterday. I was asking him 
27 points at home for Michigan State. Have they ever been a bigger underdog at home? Yeah, I don't I don't believe so. Not in the era where you can check that stuff up. I haven't gone through the, you know, if you go through the newspaper archives in 1975, maybe there's a, a game somewhere. But, um, you know, they've been on the road. And, you know, people always point to that game in 98 when they beat Ohio State in Columbus, and they were 27, 28-point underdogs. But, you know, that Michigan State team had as much talent as that Ohio State team, even though that was a number one team in the country and Michigan State was 500. Like, that Michigan State team had three number one draft picks and seven or eight pros and Julian Peterson and Robert Smith and Plaxico Burris and Cedric Irvin. Like, they were loaded. They just underachieved and in some ways were a year away. Um, This Michigan State just doesn't have those type of guys. And it's really hard to picture how this is – this is competitive, and the best thing I think Michigan State can probably do is get out of this game with its dignity, and and, and to do that, you know, they've got to, you know, their offense is going to have to play the game of its life to, to keep it from getting embarrassing, and their defense is going to have to come up with a few timely things that keep the score from, from getting, you know, too out of hand, and, and maybe you get out of there with some sort of, you know, 38-17 to 17 loss that you, you don't feel horrible about, but, uh, but that's about the best-case scenario, I think. Yeah, hi. Uh, where's this season go if they get if they get drilled tomorrow? If that's a sea of Ohio State fans in Spartan Stadium after this team was number eleven, what you know, a month ago, and they get hammered at home again, uh, where does the rest of the season go for Mel Tucker and Michigan State? Yeah, you know, I, I think this is going to be a real test for MSU fans for the program because this was never the game that was supposed to be the measuring stick this year, so to speak. Like, you know, I mean, obviously in people's loftiest dreams it was already, but when we talk about the two parallel tracks of Michigan State football, right, the what's happening in the here and now, and then the recruiting and the dream of competing with the schools like Ohio State and the reason you paid Mel Tucker all that money. And, you know, this losing to Minnesota the way they did, that's a problem here and now. That shouldn't happen. But Ohio State is not a program that they have the, the horses yet to compete with. And so, you know, that, that's something that you have to understand is, is two, three years down the road in terms of recruiting classes before you can hold Mel Tucker's staff accountable to be able to compete at that level and this roster to compete at that level. The problem is the season has gone so poorly that it just sort of feeds on itself if it's really bad. And I, I think the key is going to be just the response against Wisconsin is essential. Like, that's a winnable game against a team that doesn't have a prolific offense. Can you bounce back a week later again at home? Can the fans show up and and be behind Michigan State? And if you get a win there, you know, and and you can keep it from being 2-2 out of hand this Saturday, then, you know, all's okay. What you don't need is some epic, you know, historic blowout this week and then things keep spiraling and you lose to Wisconsin because then you got two weeks to stew on it before you go to Michigan, and that's probably not going to go well for them either. So, um, you know, this week is sort of a test of uh, perspective, I think, for a lot of people. And, and then next week's a the game they got to win. Graham College from the College of the Root podcast, Lansing State Journal, opinion maker, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, talking about Ohio State at Michigan State tomorrow. Well, let's say the season is a 4-8 and eight debacle after being number 11 early in the season. Does that set Mel Tucker back to square one? How does that parlay in the offseason? I think it will be a wait and see how bad they lose or if they rally and win games. But 
man, you can't go from, you know, top 15 in the country uh, to not going to a bowl. Wow. Well, to, to me, all that matters is that recruiting class. And, yeah, I mean, you, you like not to fall completely, you know, if you can get to five and seven at least and it feels like you're, you're in bowl contention going to the final week at least or things like that, that, that helps, right? You're playing for something at the end. But I think what matters is that recruiting class. If they go two and ten, but he signs fifteen four-star kids in December, then you're 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 fine. I mean, you, you've got to keep that momentum, and you've got to see if it hurts you going into the 2024 class because you got to keep building on these classes. But what essentially matters is can you continue to build the roster to a level that you've never had before, and that's what they're trying to do. And if what's happening here and now, this track that's here and now, if that starts messing with the other track, the recruiting track, if, you know, this is one of the things people want Scotty Hazleton or staff members fired or things like that. I'm not sure it serves your recruiting purposes to look like you're displacing coaches and panicking and things are going wrong. Like, I, I think there are multiple things to consider there as well, um, because as important as everything that happens on the field, I would argue more important this year now, given the way this season has gone, is what happens on December uh, what twenty first or whatever that signing day is? How many guys are in the fold? And if people, if if the if the recruits still believe in, in Mel Tucker, and um, and he's able to keep them on board, then that's fine. Now, if the losing starts to to, to penetrate that, then you got a problem. Graham College, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, also co-host of College in the Root podcast, where you download podcast. He's joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. Where we sit now on the eve of Ohio State at Michigan State tomorrow. Why has this team fallen so far in season? What would be the top three things or reason? Yeah, I think it, be, it begins with the injuries to uh, Xavier Henderson and Darius Snow and Jacob Slade, like just really key guys on defense that, you know, they thought they had better depth, but guys they were not equipped to, um, you know, withstand uh, losing. The offensive line has been uh, is, uh, as big a problem as they feared at its worst. And this is the thing I would tell Michigan State fans, I don't know that it gets better next year. Like when you're looking at the, the, the track and, and recruits, like they lose a lot of these linemen. They got a lot of young guys they're counting on to develop next year. And, and so I would say that is, is number two. And number three, it's becoming more and more apparent that the, you know, getting guys who are kind of cast offs from the SEC in the transfer portal isn't the way to even build maybe in the short term. I, I think there are guys. And, and not that these guys have wound up having great careers, but there are four or five defensive backs at other schools that left the program. Would have you been better trying to develop them? I, I don't know. And I think there's a philosophical question there um, sort of in the, in, in the near term. And, and so that, that 2020 class that was the weakest, Antonio's too, is really starting to come home to roost and, and will next year to sort of the absence of having much there. And so, I, I, you know, I, I think those are, those are really the, the, the chief reasons. Graham Couch, always appreciate the conversation, my man. We'll read you in the Lansing State Journal and also hear you on the Couch in the Room podcast. Have a great weekend, Bill. All right, Graham Couch joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics.